I'm Mike Breen, and I'm talking with Mac Hyman, who's at the Mathematical Modeling and Analysis Division at Los Alamos National Laboratory. We're recording this in September of 2009, and Mac's going to start off this part of the interview talking about how the new approaches to modeling have helped uh, with disease and insight into the swine flu. So have these new insights helped uh, in studying diseases, especially the swine flu? Absolutely. Well, one of the first things that it came out is so we modeled the entire United States the spread of the swine flu, and we noticed that in certain states, it appears that it spread quicker than in others. For example, it spread much faster in Utah in our simulations than it did in Maine. And when we actually went into the simulation and looked at what happens, it turned out it was the uh, household size was the determining factor. And in hindsight, you realize that if one person in the household gets infected, it's more likely to infect everyone else in the household, which will then go off in their different ways and infect other people. So the households were hubs, or appear to be hubs in the spread of influenza. And the average household size in Utah is much greater than it is in Maine. So that's the type of insights that we will get. Another thing we can do is instead of having a zero-one option on whether we close schools or we don't close schools, we can ask questions, uh, well, what happens if we just reduce the chance of a transmitting infection from one person to another within a school? say, uh, if we could reduce it by 50% by, say, putting these little wipes at the entry to every classroom, and the kids come in, they wipe their hands, they wipe their desk, and they throw it away. If this could reduce the spread of infection by as much as half, could we then not have to close the schools? Should we, could we be able to prevent the infection from spreading almost as effectively as the kids staying home or going to the malls and meeting with other people? So these are questions we can ask with the models and get insights into. Bed uses, we can ask them, you know, our hospitals are stressed at the limit as there is now. There's very little freedom for an influx of new patients in today's hospitals. And if the swine flu had been as virulent or made people as sick as they originally thought it would, we can ask, well, what impact would this have on the hospitals and how can we give a heads up for what's coming next week or two weeks or three weeks in the future so there can be better planning? So in these ways, the, the mathematical modelers have really joined in as partners with public health workers. I mean, the, the modelers realize that they are not domain experts. They aren't experts in public health. But what they can do is look for insights that may not have been thought of before. And pretty much in every case I know of, when we've come up with these insights, in hindsight, the public health workers may say, well, of course, I understand it. That's a good idea. Whereas in foresight, they may not have thought of that ahead of time. So that's the, the role that we're currently playing in these epidemics. With your experience, are, are there any insights you could offer to individuals besides the obvious ones that they may have heard of already? The obvious ones that you've heard already are the best. Hand washing, cleanliness. If you are, you know, have a fever, don't go into work. If you see someone else who looks sick and that is going to work or going to school, confront them. And just, you know, let them know that it's not in their best interest or anyone else's best interest to show up with a lot of other people when you've got a temperature. You almost have to fight that hero complex of doing more than you should. Usually we can just bull through it and not worry about it. But right now we're in a very special time in history. This is the first major pandemic of the century. And the vaccine won't be ready for another month. And so what we really need to do is give ourselves this four to eight weeks lead time so the vaccine can get out there. And so things that we might have done in the past, we really shouldn't be doing until 
the vaccine is readily available and people have had time to take advantage of it. You also mentioned that the masks. We didn't know how effective they were actually until just recently. The University of Michigan has just finished a two-year study on the effectiveness of mask and hand washing, and they did this in a dorm. They divided up the dorm where some people wore masks and did extensive hand washing, and others went around their daily business as they always had. And it appeared to cut the rate of transmission by as much as a half, which is utterly amazing. And a factor of two is typically enough to stop a flu epidemic. Off the subject of the spread of disease, I know, I know it's a very important subject, I noticed that your bacon number is equal to your air dish number. Are you the only person for that that's true? Well, that was when I was, I'm at Tulane now. I've been kind of pulled back to return to New Orleans since the hurricane and finally had an opportunity to have a break in my schedule so I could do it. And I'm enjoying it so much here. I, I may stay here. But while I was student here, I got a little extra money by playing extras in some of the movies that were shot around here. And the movie you're talking about is I've been down so long, it seems like up to me. And I thought it was kind of interesting to, to compare the two numbers. Mac, is there anything that you'd like to add about the, the subject? No, other than this is modeling epidemics is just one aspect of a whole new world of mathematical modeling that we're seeing or mathematics. And in the past, mathematicians have been seen as trusted and needed partners for, say, physics, for understanding fluid dynamics, for aerodynamics, for reactions, for chemistry. But now we're being asked to, to give insight and become team members in a whole different class of problems. How do we understand the global climate change, uh, the effect of the economy? Can we model the world economy to prevent crashes like we've seen in the last few years? Of uh, Demography, as people move about, as our population ages or as the climate changes, can we understand how to get the infrastructure in place before it's needed instead of always playing the catch-up game? And so these are new fields. That, and so they're really, in my opinion, there hasn't been a more exciting time to really be in the mathematical sciences than now. I, I really envy the young people going into it because they're going to have a wealth of problems beyond what we even dreamed about when I was starting out in this field. Mac, thank you very much. That's Mac Hyman, who's at Los Alamos National Laboratory in the Mathematical Modeling and Analysis Division and right now is at Tulane. Uh, again, Mac, thanks a lot for the interview. Okay, Mike, it's been a pleasure.